one more reading that I'm going to share with you this morning. I was moved to have a reading from Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 9, verses 20, excuse me, verses 34 through, excuse me, 24 through 28. For Christ has entered not into holy places made with hands, which are copies of true things, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Nor was it to offer himself repeatedly as the high priest enters the holy places every year with blood not at his own, for then he would have had to suffer repeatedly, repeatedly since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages, to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment, so Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. So the passage I focused on this I will focus on this morning is for Christ has entered into heaven itself. And the question I have this morning is why is Christ's sacrifice different from the sacrifice of the high priest? Before I even get there, I have some, I read I was reading the newspaper earlier last week, middle of last week, which is uh, we're starting a new week today, so Sunday's the first day of the week, but last week. In the Butler Eagle, I saw this, uh, this article by the Associated Press titled, Scientists Find Fossil of Early Hominid. And what fascinated me about this was not only was it uh, this, this, this homo um, naledi uh, lived so far back in time that it just confuses anthropologists. So they found in near Johannesburg, South Africa, they found in a deep cave bodies of these ancient or ancestors of human ancestors that were laid out in the cave like it's a grave. And when they finally finished studying these remains, they realized that they were looking at, in the particular, a child who was about five years old. They know that from the teeth. It was about five years old. It was laid in this grave 250,000 years ago. It confuses anthropologists because we thought there were only Homo sapiens in, or ancestors of Homo sapiens living in, on the African continent at that time. We had no idea that there were simultaneously other human-like creatures. But what caught my eye was that it was like they had been buried. To lay out our ancestors as we do, perfect example right across the street, there are certain elements, there are certain presuppositions that we have that somewhere in the minds of those 
homo noetis. Noeti means star, by the way. But it's a a South African star. But homo noeti is that somewhere in their minds they believe in an afterlife. And that fascinates me. Somewhere they believe that you have to respect the dead. Somewhere they believe that somewhere they come back to their deceased. Somewhere it's, it's absolutely astounding to me how deep that need for order after we die. That somewhere inside of us God placed this, this need to be okay when we die this need to be right with our Creator, this need to have everything in order. And so, therefore, when you read the writings of Hebrews and when you read these, these articulations of, of the, our Christ who, who, who paid this debt for us, it's, it's putting things in order so that when we do pass, some of us have wills, when we do pass, some of us make arrangements with, with funeral homes. When we do pass, some of us have asked that we, there be a graveside, you know, as we're put into the ground. And as, it, it's, some, it, it's fascinating to me that it's there, even perhaps in the most ancient of our ancestors. So that some people disregard it these days. And some people say, well, that's just, that's just what you believe. No, there's something inside of us that God placed inside of us that makes it worthwhile to have this conversation this day, every day, for the rest of my life, as long as I have the breath in me. Because perhaps someday they will lay me in a cave. There's a story. The cost of redemption. There's a story. And it's about another little boy or a little child. But this is a a 10-year-old boy who was ordered by his dad to do a chore. You know, all of you who have been little boys know what that feels like. So the boy went to work, but his heart wasn't in it. And he made little progress. And, and as, as any good father would do, he goes out to check on his son and, and found him, saw the puny effort, and asked him, Son, can you tell me how much you have cost me since you were born? Can you tell me how much you've cost me since you were born? Think about it. There's food, shelter, medical, transportation. You know. His son stood silent. So his dad answered him, I suspect you've cost me about $50,000 so far. The boy was stunned, stunned at both the amount and the possibility that he may be asked to repay this enormous amount because of his feeble efforts. Upon hearing, our hearing of this story, we may also ask... How, what have I cost Christ? Before you get too far down that rabbit trail, let's go to Peter's words. In 1 Peter he wrote, It cost God plenty to get you out of that dead-end, empty-headed life you grew up in. He paid with Christ's sacred blood, you know. He died like an unblemished sacrificial lamb. In other words, Christ paid our enormous debt with His blood. Upon satisfaction of this debt, Jesus entered into heaven once for all. We know from academic study 
that the Jewish high priest annually entered into the Holy of Holies. Annually, every year went back into the Holy, Holy of Holies, bearing the blood of, some, of a sacrificed lamb year after year. So therefore, a lamb must die every, each year. And the priest, think about it, the priest died for no one. They'd go out and kill the lamb and get the blood, and, but they died for no one. He could, he could only die once. The priest could only die once, and he died. He, hopefully he died for himself. But Jesus died so that humanity can enjoy forgiveness of sins and salvation through an ever deeper relationship with God. That was uh, Pablo Jimenez, by the way. He, he, wrote a, um, he wrote in a commentary called Connections. But, but the point I bring there is that, look, it's, it's again, it's that... It's that Making things right with God. Something that, that deep-seated need we have. We turn to Jesus Christ to make it so that it's okay for us when we leave this world, leave this life. So why is Jesus' sacrifice different from those of the high priest? Yeah, those of you who studied theater, you probably remember there was an actress by the name of Sarah Bernhardt she was French. She lived uh, from the years uh, 1844 to 1923. But she had this extravagant life. She was a wonderful actress. And she was an all-in kind of actress, you know. But she said, it is in spending oneself that one becomes rich. It is in spending oneself that one becomes rich. So she sees it that that a way to being fully satisfied, a way to, to, to become rich or, or, or a real rich is to give all of yourself. As Christ did. Jesus' sacrifice is different because He spent Himself. As I pointed out earlier, the, the, the high priest died for no one. But Jesus Christ spent Himself. And we know this from our Scripture. Let's, now let's step back for a moment. Let's step back for a moment. And consider the framing of the old and the new covenants that are actually covenants. When you read, when you say um, uh, the old and the new covenant, actually covenant, a synonym of covenant is testament or will. Okay, so both the old and new testaments necessitated a death. In that old covenant, in that old testament, in that old will, somebody had to die. Okay, in, in God's words, somebody had to die. So, in the new covenant and the testament required the death of Christ Himself. The new covenant, new will. The Testament. That Christ died himself. And while the Old Covenant required an annual death of a sacrificial lamb, animal, Christ died once and this was sufficient atonement for all who accepted Christ's death death on their behalf. In other words, Christ died once for all those that believe that he needed to die for them. So we're all in need of reconciliation and forgiveness. Somewhere in the life, if you live long enough, you're going to have yet come into some situation where you need to reconcile your differences with somebody. Well, there's an even greater gap, and that is that to reconcile ourselves with God. And we can be reconciled to God by Jesus Christ. That's if we do want our lives to be tidy and at the end everything comes together and we end up in that glorious place in the presence of God. Have you been feeling guilty? Have you been feeling guilty about something in your life? Something that's missing in your life? Something you've done? Well, Jesus is once for all selfless act of sacrifice. We can celebrate it. 
we can let go. We can let God. We can believe and celebrate. You don't have to feel guilty anymore. You don't have to feel like you're less than. It's a nice feeling to step into that world. I know sometimes, you know, driving home, I'll go, I'll think back through the sermon, I'll go, oh my goodness. Oh no. I have uttered another, no, another heresy or something, you know, and I go, oh wow. And then I think back, hold on a second. God's got this, not me. God just expects me to get up and give my best application of the Scripture. And then He goes, now get out of the way. Because, you know, the day does come when, like that boy in South Africa, I'll be laid in a cave and soon forgotten. But God, God's got it all. And God's got a plan for each and every one of us. Believe and celebrate. For Christ did it once for all. Let us pray. Lord, as I, as I opened with an illustration from science and as I, as I love to blend the two, Lord, You go before me to prepare those that receive it, but You also, you also work upon us to take away from this what we need to hear. It is a complex, fascinating creation You have before us. When we look far into the universe, it baffles us. And we look in deep into the caves of this world, we get confused. But You've got it all. You've got it all together. And we give thanks to You that all we need to do is to believe, let go, and celebrate the good news of the Gospel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.